Hey folks, Matt here, jumping in real quick to welcome you to Season 7 of Drink This Pod. We are back, baby! More on that later. But before we get started, it's up two things. One, we're going to spoil a couple of things. One, we spoil without saying spoiler immediately. So when you hear us mention The Watchmen, if The Watchmen is something you don't want spoilers for, probably just time to end the episode there. Uh, if you're really that gung-ho on keeping every episode of the Magnus Archives and every plot detail a secret, when you hear us mention the Magnus Archives, we also spoil that a bit. I think we're a bit better, but I just want to clarify up top, because nothing, nothing drives me more crazy than a podcaster who goes, spoiler alert, and then immediately spoils something without giving me any chance to stop or make that decision. I don't care about your show notes. Say it. I'm not, I'm listening to your podcast. I'm not reading your words as well. Fuck off. Um, that being said, I'll put it in the show notes. Second thing, because we discussed The Watchmen, we also uh, mention and slight discuss briefly uh, rape and sexual assault. So if that's triggering for you, just know that that's going to come up again when you hear us bring up The Watchmen. And that's if that's going to be a problem for you, that's probably the time to end the episode. Now, that being said, Season 7, Drink This Pod, begins right now. Band go! We had four rules we came up with. No Nazis. No Nazis, no mediums. <clears throat> no grifters. No no grifters. You are now tuned in to drink this podcast. Matt and Paul G. Chatting top quality. You know they always got a free talk policy. Guests speak honestly. No apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A couple more brew and the crew getting wobbly. No matter this, the park place a podcast monopoly. Drink this podcast. Part of the reason I finished my high school education via distance ed is because the curriculums didn't line up nicely. I would have ended up having <coughs> to redo like a whole semester. So you did your entire, <coughs> you fin- you graduated. I did a year and a half of distance ed. So you moved here in grade 10? Middle of grade 11. So I did all of grade 12 and half of grade 11. I went to classes for the first like month of grade 11 because I might as well. Uh, but I ended up having, I didn't get like any credit for it because the way that everything lined up is that I, we moved here over BC spring break, which uh, led into Alberta spring break. So I would have had to miss a month of classes. And uh, <coughs> at the time, I don't know, obviously I'm what 15 years out from that. I don't know if they're still doing this, but they were experimenting in BC at the time with a new uh, a portfolio you had to do to graduate. So you had to do it like X number of various different things and you had to take certain classes. And well, they ended up scrapping that. So I didn't have to do it, uh, at least for my year. Would have been really awkward to try and transfer some of like that stuff over for what Alberta wanted to do at the time. And it was just like, it made sense in the moment. I kind of regret it because it meant that I did not meet a single other human being. I was going to say you did a year and a half of school alone. Yep. A full grade and a half. Paul. You have to remember how much I hated high school. I found my place in university, but I was not a popular kid in high school. Yeah. And like I would sometimes stay home in the afternoon because I was getting picked on and stuff. Like I, high school was not a happy experience for me. I was a weird, overweight, kind of smelly kid who didn't socialize much with anybody. <laughs> so it was not a happy experience. Yeah, I can imagine not. All right. Fair enough. Bear I in mind, too, this was only a couple of years after my mom died. So the fact that I was an odd child and didn't socialize much is not necessarily indicative of my personality as it is per se, but the fact that I was still traumatized. Yeah. <coughs> Fair. So that's just I don't know. That's I regret it now. <laughs> I I don't have a hundred percent negative high school experience. I had a relatively good time there. Like I won't say I everything was sunshine and roses, but it was better than middle school. And see, I didn't have middle school. Or junior high or whatever. I went K to 7 and then 8 to 12. That was the way that my setup was at the time. So this is what I'm talking about, about there being like even just educational differences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, BC has since, I think, switched over to a, like a junior or whatever. Yeah, 1 through 6, 7 through 9, Part of that is 12. also that I did my, pri- like the, the first bit of primary education in a Montessori private school. Oh, yeah. But K to like 1 through 7 was not uncommon. It was okay. kind of the norm that you did two different schools. You did a pre- like a, an elementary school and a high school. 
So uh, if I had not been moved in the middle of grade 11, I'd have done 8 through 12 in the same school right. with the same group of people. Did you enjoy the school you were at before? Like, was well, your the entirety of your high school experience a shitty thing, or was just the Alberta section of it? Well, I didn't do an Alberta high school. You didn't do any high school? Like any no, I, I went directly from Lambert Park Secondary School to South Island Distance Education School and then the University of Alberta. I have never gone to high school in Alberta. Period. Full stop. Huh. Never attended a class. <clears throat> My entire education was done in BC for that. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say high school was universally terrible. It was just that like I, I was a weird kid who didn't really have a lot of friends. I was social with someone from every clique. So I didn't get like aggressively picked on. Yeah. But I wasn't popular. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I can't really speak much to Montessori because for the bulk of the time that I was there, my mom was sick yeah. or I was recovering from her having died. So like grade six, I should have failed. I did not do any of my homework for that. I went in probably at least once a month for a meeting with my dad and my teacher saying like Paul just sits and stares out the wall. And that was the year after mom died. Anyways. So yeah, primary education was kind of a mixed bag. <laughs> <clears throat> to say the least. I, I, I had my moments. It was sometimes it was fine. When I moved here, I... I had to do the end of grade 11 by distance ed because it just wouldn't make sense. And yeah. I did well enough that I had the opp- the option where I was like, my dad and I sat down. He said, do you want to do next year or do you want to find a high school? And at the time, I had just been moved not at my will away yeah. from you know my home and my friends, what little I had. And I hated school. So I was like, fuck that. I'll just keep doing this. Bad decision. <laughs> Real bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can see. I can think of at least one. Like you didn't meet a single other human being. Nope. Uh, the first, well, I mean, I met other people, but it was like my uncles who lived yeah. in Edmonton from whom we then became estranged. <laughs> so I met them a couple times and then they were gone. Uh, you know, we had some neighbors and my dog was still alive at that point, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, at least it set me up for last year when I was working from home the whole year and often didn't have a whole ton to do. But in that case, I got paid rather a lot of money to sit on my ass and day drink. So <laughs> I feel like not having the dog was balanced out at least a little bit by that. Yeah. Dog or booze? Well, dog money and booze. booze. Money. If it was just booze, I would much rather have the dog. I loved that dog. But, you know, bearing that. Money and licra. <laughs> I napped a lot. Welcome to Drink This Podcast. <laughs> I feel like this may be off to a bad start. <laughs> no, that was that was compelling audio. Cool. How, how do you feel? I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm Paul. Matt. We're not gonna do a Robert Evans style. I don't want to rip him off. That like that's his deal. And I. No, I'm kidding. For I'm, being honest, I kind of fucking hate that I'm bit. Kidding. I hate that bit. What the I'm Cody Johnston thing? Where he identifies himself as somebody else. Oh, no. Oh, you're th- thinking of the what, who, who's sobbing my Johnnies? Yeah. Who's sob, sobbing my Johnnies? Yeah, that bit. Uh, yeah. Bring back Doritos. Yeah. I actually just got somebody to start listening to that show, and she texted me a couple days after she listened to her first episode and was like, so did Doritos ever give him money? Because I really want to go and buy a bag. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the only bags of Doritos I've ever bought in my entire life were after I started listening to that show. So now that I know that there's some overlap in some <laughs> podcasts that I listen to, uh, do you listen to the Dan Van Kirk Zeit- Daily Zeitgeist episodes? Yeah, I, lo- I listen to that show every day. Do, oh, do you listen to all of them? Pretty much. I, I don't know. I get to it if I got like... It's kind of my just like zone out. So I'm trying to get into some habits in the morning because I'm notoriously bad at like not eating and just being a bit of a disaster in the morning. Um So I'm trying to get into the habit of having a little bowl of oatmeal and like drinking a couple glasses of water and like having a routine Yeah. because I often don't eat anything until like 3 p.m. because I kind of crash after I eat. Not in a like I get sleepy. It's just I'm productive up until lunchtime. And after lunch, I generally don't get much done. Yeah. So it's like I I am naturally inclined to eat around 1.32 anyways. And like I usually take off from work sometime between 4 and 5. So like that's fine. But if I do like a solid five hours up to lunch, that's pretty much my whole day. I will get a bit done depending on what I'm working on, but like particularly if I'm on a data entry day, I'm not doing much after that. Mm. So I find I get up, you know, I'm usually up and functional by about 7.40, uh, 7.45. I'll usually just batch up a week's worth of, of oatmeal and then I'll put on the daily zeitgeist, which will usually get me pretty much in the door to work where it ends because they're usually 
60 to 80 minutes and that's about how long it takes me to get from when I start my oatmeal to when I get to work. So that's just kind of, it's become part of my morning routine. It's not even necessarily that I'm paying that close attention to it. It's just, it's, that's my, All right. I find, yeah, commu- no, I, get it. Like, I find commuting in really like frustrating sometimes because I really hate one of the, the style of train, the red plastic seat trains yeah. give me back spasms. Uh-huh. I hate them. Uh, it's just the whole thing. It's just like distract me until I get to work. Right. So yes. Yeah, I, have, yeah, I, I have listened to his episodes. I've got that podcast during the, uh, so I listened to a show called best of the left, mm-hmm. uh, which is just an aggregate left news show on a particular topic. Um, so he just like takes clips that all surround a certain thing and chops them up. And then, uh, no, you go ahead. 60, like you say, 60, to 80 minutes. And I put it on during the day if I'm making sales calls and it like, it's not super consistent. Like they're all about five to 10 minutes long, which is like usually how long it takes me to drive from right, one, one place to another. Right. Uh, like I can bounce in and out of it, but, and I can usually scream at it and have a conversation with myself. Yeah. <laughs> you have the advantage of being in a vehicle. If I start, I genuinely sometimes get some weird looks. If I get like a really good line, I start like, <laughs> especially cause um, it's unlikely anyone listening to this doesn't, hasn't met me at some point because nobody listens to this, yeah. but like on the off chance that you don't, I'm one of the rare guys who in high school had people, one of my French teachers told me to smile, like just repeatedly walking down the hallway because I've got kind of a doer face. My, I have resting. You have resting bitch face? Well, not even bitch face because I don't look angry. I just look kind of like sad. <laughs> it's not, I just, or yeah. stoic. It's like, I'm not. Uh, but like on a man that looks sad, on a woman that looks angry, right? <clears throat> yeah, I guess, sure. Um, I, I look somewhere between sad and stoic. And so when I'm like, you know, stone-faced looking out the window on the train and then suddenly start laughing. I'm sure people think I'm fucking nuts. Let alone if I started yelling at it, which... <laughs> you motherfuckers! Well, I wouldn't do that in public. I wouldn't do that That's on the saying. bus. You can do this on in your car. Although, more than once listening to Smodcast on the way home, I would like mm-hmm. have to stifle bursting into uncontrollable laughter, which was probably worse, like sitting there vibrating and like rocking back and forth like i say i i kind of i i go back and forth between whether or not i think it's a good idea to just roll with it and be the weird laughing guy but also this is because i don't trust people that walk around with a smile on their face at all times like what's wrong with you the world is a terrible place and life is pain why are you smiling <clears throat> and i actually have an what answer what the fuck is your problem i do kind of have an answer to that because the lady i work with is always walking around with a big doofy smile and it's because <laughs> kind of oh my god I, i've had this reinforced now because i don't know if this has come up on the podcast but uh certainly i probably shouldn't say any of this on the off chance she ever finds it but uh <laughs> one of the other ladies that I, i've become friendly with at work uh finds her just as frustrating to work with as i do and like just as she's not the thing about my co-worker she's not dumb she's just like her head is she's walking around with a big smile on her head in the clouds she's the most naive but pleasant person I think I've ever met. <laughs> and like <laughs> she phrased this to me once when we first started working together as that she's not curious. And I think that's a really good way to put it because she's not interested in anything. And like okay. she's not, she doesn't care enough to engage with it. When we had the provincial election, our boss gave us a morning off to go in advance vote. That's pretty awesome. Well, Which, I guess you work for the university. Yeah. We're all, we're both on salary. So right. we, it's not the first time I've gotten half a day off just for the hell of it. But yeah, um, <clears throat> we had like the two of us because my, my boss and I are both fairly politically engaged and we took like at least a half an hour over the course of the week around the provincial election trying to explain to my coworker how elections work she still doesn't get it what well she voted for Notley she doesn't live in Strathcona <laughs> she lives in Calgary yeah uh, so yeah. She, she voted for her NDP, NDP candidate, candidate. Her NDP candidate actually won, like one of the few in Calgary that did. Who's her candidate? I can't remember. CC? Yeah, it was down in uh, Kensington. Might be CC. Uh, I remember that her candidate won, uh, and when I said that, she's like, oh, so Notley got reelected. And I'm like, we, we, we've been o- okay. So, like, she's not dumb. She just She's not curious. The way I, I phrase yeah, this. Yeah, no, I get exactly what you mean. Like, she's just... Uh, she just doesn't it care. doesn't care, yeah. The way that I phrased this to the, the other lady at work who uh, found it compelling enough that she shared that with her boyfriend was that <laughs> apparently she'd been trying to find a way to sum up our, our coworker for like yeah. a couple weeks. And I said, life just happens to her. She doesn't really have like the, 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 her in the her head in the cloud one. She doesn't really have agency in her own life. She's the most pleasant person I've ever met. 
but she just life just happens to her. <laughs> so uh, is it weird that I find that to be kind of a bleak notion? So uh, uh, I was gonna I was gonna save this for um, I was gonna save this for my sad when it's over, but I got another thing anyway. Uh, I've been uh, re-listening to an uh, an anthologic an anthology horror podcast that yeah. I really enjoyed. <laughs> I'm sure I've talked about it before, called the Magnus Archives. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, Sam was recommending this to me. It's, I have I have the first episode on my phone. Okay, so it some of them tweak me out. Like it's mm. it's really well written, and there is if you know somebody's first and last name, the odds are they're going to get mentioned again. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm li- listening to it again uh, after listening to it all, all 160 as they came out. Is it done? No. Uh, there's one, like one more season it comes back okay. in April. Um, but like, so I I listened to the the last episode they post. I'm like, I'm gonna start again and like li- re-listen to this. And it's, <laughs> I find it's much better the second time through because like, oh yeah, like that yeah. guy shows up later or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, well, as with any of that, um, there's been a ton of. Uh, of hype on the podcast here that I listened to about this movie Parasite from uh, yeah I hear it's great the Korean guy yeah it's apparently everything I've, I've heard or read seems to say I uh, think that it's a lock for best foreign right. picture but one of the the actually the guys we were talking about before we started recording did a we just watched on Parasite and one of the things they pointed out is that like they went and watched it again and there was a lot of like foreshadowing and little bits that they picked yeah. up it was like oh this I mean the, it didn't seem necessarily weird in context it was like yeah. oh this thing where you're looking at this thing is in reference to this other thing that's going to come in later right. and uh, so I know you don't care about spoilers. So I'm no. going to spoil some shit for you. Uh, I'm going to spoil some. I, there's nothing I hate more than when podcasts are like, spoiler, and then just immediately say the The thing. next, what, like couple of minutes? Yeah, like skip ahead five minutes. and If you're a Magnus Archives listener, skip yeah, ahead. Yeah, and you're, you don't want to know or you want to be surprised. So the premise of this show is like the art... Uh, the, the narrator is Jonathan Sims. He's called the archivist. Mm. And he's like recording and organizing statements made to an institute that gathers information about the paranormal. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's uh, like, so, so it kind of progresses through where he'll like, re- it's a, they're all standalone horror stories. Mm-hmm. Like they all fit in and of themselves as just an individual scary story. But then there starts to be a narrative that's weaved through them. Are you familiar with the STB Foundation? It's been around for ages, but that's like uh, it's like a user-generated sort of creepy pasta thing, but yeah, along yeah. those lines, where like um, every it's it's like Wikipedia, but for short horror, yeah. usually short horror stories, where like users will write a specific case number, and it's like this is you know case X. It's exactly it's yeah. like oh, the no, X file sort of a, yeah. Yes, it's all text based though. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, and that's been around for like twenty years. Yeah, I know, I do know. It's exactly like that. Okay. So what the what you kind of. Come, what he puts together is that there's these it's very Lovecraftian there's mm. like these entities right that feed on certain specific types of fear so like one's called the dark and one's called the vast and one's called the eye and it's like like the fear of being watched and shit like that right. and that's what these stories are based on so they all have a very firm rooting in this narrative idea of like a specific type of fear which is what I think makes them really good right mm. uh, because it takes like it's not just like scary man or creature coming at me like there's right. kind of a central theme of some deeper root, um, which is uh, why. But so like the idea and some of them are like one of them is like the not them. Uh, so they like take over people's bodies and like mm-hmm. nobody notices that they're different. But it's some kind of not a person that's took taken right. over their place. And they're just oblivious, right? Like they talk like that where they're like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and things just so like it's a very it's tapping into that bleak idea. And then when I hear about it in real life, I'm like, oh, that's chilling. <laughs> I mean, what I would say is that uh, both myself and the other lady at work have commented that uh, frustrating to work with my coworker, but also just chatting with her is always really pleasant. <laughs> yeah, she's just such a nice lady, and like, I, I, it's funny. The two of them are the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I'm kind of becoming friends with uh, seems much older, because the one that's like my my proper coworker, uh, she's 25, but she seems like she's like 15. Sometimes it's just like she's so young. <laughs> and some of that is that lack of curiosity and some of that is that she's just so positive. Everything is like, oh, well. You know. like, that sounds like and part of it sounds really nice, right? I, like, oh, you know what? Be, Given that my existence is generally pretty bleak, yeah. I really wish my brain worked that right? way. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was thinking about. Like, which one of us is the weirdo in this, in this Twilight Zone-esque <laughs> story? Is it me or is it them? <laughs> 
I think I'm I'm fairly confident in saying that she is a much happier person than I am. So that sounds great. I'd be cool with life just happening. I'm I, I've often thought I'd rather be dumber but happier. Than... There's a house episode about that where this guy was some kind of super genius, and that turned out that he like he'd given himself cirrhosis because he'd essentially drank himself stupid. To <sighs> I'm not I'm not gonna say that that's not <laughs> that, that doesn't not echo a little close to home. Oh man. He says with two different glasses of alcoholic beverage in front of him. There's a structure to it, right? Like and you start to notice it in your in people that you know, where you're like, Oh, you you're probably susceptible to joining a cult, aren't you? Do you mind just pushing that door closed? I don't. My feet are freezing. Sorry, I just I we I need to just get rid of some ambient heat from when I was cooking. Normally, I'd open the kitchen window, but it seems to be frozen solid, so... I empathize with trying to control the flow of heat and cold air in your own domicile. <laughs> yes. You remember. Yeah. Well, and also, my work is, at best, like, 25 degrees. Oh, but the, yeah, the, the people you meet where you're like, oh, you could join a cult. That was yeah. where I got you off. Yeah. You bring it back up. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. <clears throat> uh, Robert Evans and the fact that it's... A oh, yeah, I would, just really but I would join drugs. his cult, though, right? I would, too. Yeah. If Who's he started a cult... It would be a good cult. Well, it'd be machete based. Yeah, ah. it would be machete sin based. Well, that would be the core tenet. If Dianetics is the core tenet of Scientology, machete sin would be the core tenet of whatever Robert Evans cult would be. Robert Evans machete cult. Yeah, that and that audio can't be cut. Audio cannot be cut. <clears throat> uh, what else did we want to hit? Video games. Yeah, are we going to play? Yes. Outer Worlds? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yes. Why are we playing this game? Looks great. Uh, that's not really selling it for me, man. You got to do better than that. You're the one who wanted to... You brought it up. <laughs> it's 80 bucks. You got to pitch it to me better than no, that. No, I'm not buying it for 80 bucks. I'm going to wait until it's used and I can get it for like 50. Fair. In a year or two. Okay, so we got time <laughs> then. We got time on Outer Worlds. I'm going to play that game. It is very rare that I ever buy anything at full price because I don't care that much. Fair. I barely... I have a stack of video games that I bought when I finished grad school in 2017 that I've barely gotten more than a third of the way into. What it's do you got? Doom. <laughs> Hitman reboot. Uh, I did play the Dishonoreds. Something else in there. So you're a stealth game guy then? like? Yeah, I'm whatever. I'm not a stealth game in the like Splinter Cell style of stealth game because I did play some of those. But isn't that what Dishonored is? No. Dishonored is like Hitman. But Hitman's still like... It's a stealth... It encourages you to be stealthy uh a proper stealth game is again like splinter cell where when i was in high school i played i think it was splinter cell 2 and i was stuck on this one alleyway for like four days and i eventually i was just like fuck it i'm never coming back to this this is stupid (laughs) and that was because i had to sneak my way through this alleyway (laughs) in uh i think the level was set in tel aviv but i couldn't be spotted or i'd have to start back to the very beginning of the level again. oh my god really so like if 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 a light shines on you you lose you got to go back and that is so frustrating because after a while, it's like this dude's like a super spy assassin with like tri-scoping night vision and fucking arsenal on his back. Just shoot the guy. <clears throat> so that Hitman is like, yeah, you, particularly in the, the reboot, um, which I was actually playing all afternoon today. You are not meant to go loud because you will not win. Yeah. I went loud because I had some frustration I wanted to vent and I was just murdering everybody. And I kept it going for a while. But it only takes, like, if you get cornered by, like, three or four right. guys, you're dead. But if you go and try and assassinate somebody and you fuck it up, you can shoot your way out. Yes. <clears throat> so what you're, what you're telling me, then, is that what you need in your stealth games is ability to fuck up and still succeed. I need the ability to go loud for a minute. And also, sometimes... But isn't that what Doom is for? Like, isn't yeah. Doom literally just going loud the whole time? But there's a difference between going loud the whole time and just being able to. So Dishonored, you're a supernatural assassin. It's per, like the combat in that, those games are kind of janky, but it is also profoundly satisfying to use an ability to slow down time, teleport behind a guy and knife him in the throat and then teleport away before anyone sees you. It's really satisfying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's cathartic for you, is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like stabbing guys in the neck and teleporting away. I, uh, I, I, I may or may not have spent about thirty-five minutes today fire axing people in the face and Hitman. It's great. Glad you, uh, you uh, have an outlet. To, got some rage out to get the lead out. I, I, I got some rage out. Well, see, the thing is that my, uh, I tried to fire that up, ooh, back in the summer sometime, and I thought that just the disc had died, which I got pissed off about, and I realized that my oh. Xbox wasn't loading anything oh. last weekend. 
actually because I, I went to go and play some while Brandon was here because uh, we were talking about something and I was like, well, hey, I own this. I can blah. clearly fix now. No, um, my dad gave me his Xbox about six months ago because he hasn't used it in three years. So I have been slowly transferring everything over to that. Yeah, fair. Which has been great, except that I realized when I got four sub, uh, consecutive notifications uh, from Telus that I had exceeded my internet usage this month, that I think transferring all of my saved files and updating all of the games on the Xbox took a big hit. So Xbox, I think, uh, kind of drained a lot of that. <laughs> Should probably give it a rest then. Eh, it's up to a maximum of an extra $45 for mm. like whatever. Yeah. Right? I've already hit that. If I did four, then like if I'm reading that rightly, it all just happened without my realizing it. <laughs> so there's not really a lot I can do. And I think I've already maxed out how much they can bill me. So fuck it, whatever. It doesn't reset until the 25th. So yeah. what am I going to do? Not use the internet for the next two and a half weeks? I have porn to watch. <laughs> I'm a lonely, lonely man. There's <laughs> it's porn to be viewed. <clears throat> jerking off to be done more seriously i most of my tv is youtube or netflix so yeah. i kind of i'm not gonna not use the internet for the next month fair <laughs> uh so we have video games what else do we want to hit do we want to talk more about outer worlds or are we so far away that it doesn't matter yeah i'm happy to circle back i i'd like i've heard outer worlds is a video game produced by obsidian yes obsidian entertainment uh who was founded by the great bulk of the people from black isle studios who were the people who originally created fallout and who also produced fallout new vegas Vegas. uh so as some of you might know (laughs) we we like that game we like that game just a little bit game for us uh but apparently we're waiting till we get so they've created a game called outer worlds which by all rights seems to be basically fallout, fallout in space fallout in space yeah yes. uh if if instead of being confined to the planet earth you could go everywhere well and also they can do whatever the fuck they want with the uh, environments it doesn't have to be a post-apocalyptic nuclear well uh, hellscape yeah which uh from all i've heard and seen sounds pretty good looks like a positive step yep yep seems pretty awesome uh so i guess we'll report back when we know more i'm well, excited we we're talking pre-show as well about <laughs> Uh, how Bethesda just can't stop fucking it up. Yeah. So they finally, so back in the summer, they they finally caved and said, okay, we'll release a free DLC in the fall, which will be, I think, called the Wastelanders DLC. And yeah. Because in- famously, they released a MMORPG that nobody asked for. Nobody really wanted. Nobody wanted. And everyone said, we don't want that. And then they're like, hey, to make this dynamic and exciting, we're going to have every character be played by a player. So no NPCs. Like, and about eight months in, people went, this is dumb. Give I've, me NPCs. I've, I've run out of quest lines and I'm tired of listening to people talking on radios, which also like I get, I respect them for trying to do something different. And I, I've been told, I mean, you could tell me better because you've actually played some of this, that yeah. it's, it's handled reasonably well. But yeah, the, the problem is that, you know, everyone's dead. So like all of these people you're following quest logs for at the end, inevitably it's going to be, well, there's a corpse there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it's still... I, so yes, you're correct. There, I, I've not delved that deep in it. As I was also saying, uh, I've put more time into a like old Name school RPG farm simulator called Stardew. So I used oh, to be, Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah Stardew everybody Valley. knows about Stardew Valley. Are you fucking with me? What's going on? No, seriously. You know about Stardew Valley? Yeah, I've never played it, but I've known about it okay. for years. Yeah, I fucking love that game. And it's so mindless and menial and yeah, stupid. People lose tremendous amounts of time into that. Hours. Hours. <laughs> Uh, when you said an old school farming simulator, I didn't know you meant that. Stardew yeah. Valley is, it's like cracked used to be notoriously. You go and fire up Stardew Valley, you're there for the day. Yeah, exactly. It means a little less than I thought it did then. If you put more into that than Fallout 76, no shit. Okay. People put more into that than I put into New Vegas. <laughs> oh, I think I put in 104 hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had to think a little under 400 in New Vegas, but like, yeah. It's, it's a fun game. I kind of like it. So I hear. <laughs> If you put 104 hours into it, I sure fucking hope so. That's like five full week or work, uh, days. Yeah, pretty much. More than work days. It's like a month of work days. Jeez. Well, 120 would be r- uh, roughly four weeks. Wow. 130, I guess, I depending guess. on what you're seeing. That's just when you put it like that, it feels really shitty and gross. Well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, thanks, pal. <laughs> I was wondering what it was like down here, and now I know. 
Welcome to my brain. <laughs> I, I actually can't play video games for that long because I start doing that. When uh, Fallout 4 came out, there was a weekend where I put like six hours straight into it. And I was like, I feel gross. Yeah. I need to go. I, I need to go do something else. Which is funny because I can sit there and mindlessly watch fucking YouTube Let's Plays for, for hours. 12 hours and be like, that's fine. Yeah, sure, whatever. But I play a video game and after about three or four hours, I'm starting to go like, I should like do something with my day. And after like a little more than that, it's like, I need a shower. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to go close some blinds. The sun is in my I head. have had that exact thought process where I sit down, I get up, because I'm an old man, I get up early uh, all the time. Like sleeping in is like 9.30 at best now. Yeah. Uh, so I'll get up 7.38, take the dog outside if it's just me. And it, like, or at least when I was living alone, sit down on the couch and I'm going to play video games for like an hour. Yeah. I'll put an hour into this. Hour goes by. I can do 20 more minutes. Yeah. But then it's like, I should at least eat lunch <laughs> two to three hours later. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play till lunch. Then I'm going to have lunch and then I'm going to do shit. Yeah. And then you just lose the whole day. Do you think they'll be able to elect a separatist party candidate to the federal legislature in this province? Probably. Albertans are stupid. <laughs> Kenny is actually entertaining that. I know. Like, I know. It really frustrates me when people talk about him as a as a bastion of confe- like ex- like as the fiercest defender of confederation. Cause uh, no, he's not. He just wants to be in charge, be it here or in Ottawa. He doesn't care. Nope. If it looks like it's going to be more propitious for him to become president of Albertistan, then sure. Whatever. Otherwise, he parachuted in to be premier for a couple of years so he could go and run for prime minister. He won't be Peter McKay. If he comes back. Uh, the shot he took at Andrew Shears suggests to me. Well, bear in mind, McKay was the last proper PC leader. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I know. That's why he'll win. I Well, and also. I think there's enough. I have to believe there's enough room in people that vote conservative mm. uh, to elect a more traditionally PC candidate, which is why they didn't win. Like, <laughs> I feel like if there was a, a less a guy who was less under fire for being a right wing nut job, well, who would have just come out straight out and say, "Yeah, the abortion debate, we're not going to reopen that." Yeah. That was settled 30 years ago. Yep. Um, or, you know, I'll support gay pride in my own way, but I will never go to a pride parade. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So you're not going to be supportive of give, like queer folks at all then. That's cool. So I like the only positive thing I can take out of anything that's ever ha- that's happened in the past year is maybe there's enough evidence that that kind of fucking candidate is pretty toxic to your chances <laughs> to hold power. Well, sure is the same as Stelmack was. He wasn't supposed to win the the thing. He was a placeholder candidate because they didn't have anybody better. Yeah, fair. And it just so happened that they ended up having... What about me? I am Max. I am better. <laughs> I mean, to be honest... The dairy farmers. He might have done a better job. Yeah, he wouldn't have taken that hard right no. xenophobic heel turn that he did, which no. has probably killed his political career for good. Absolutely. Uh-huh. At least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, but you get the impression that it's just based on the fact that he really fucking roasted Kelly Leach for her, yeah. like Canadian values bullshit. And oh, then he yeah. was like, oh wait, maybe there's enough of those guys to vote for me and I'll win. Yeah. Then I'll be in charge. They got 3% of the popular vote, which is still distressingly high. Yeah, it's higher than it should be, but. <laughs> oh man, did I tell you about Wheatland? So I grew up in. Like pretty largely in pretty rural Alberta, a little bit in BC, a little bit in like central, like the Okanagan, mm. uh, mostly here in rural Alberta, and then a, like I spent a year in California. So I'm not a like not a well traveled person, but I'm also quite familiar with, but fuck nowhere Alberta, mm-hmm. uh, and the county in which I used to live passed some unanimously passed some measure that wants a referendum on this and demands uh you know alberta remo- yeah 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 remove themselves from cpc instead of the their own pension plan blah 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 blah, blah. and the western standard publishes it as like these guys are doing an end run around the legislature are gonna force a vote on independence like no they're fucking not no they're not so the western standard run by phil debrant mm. 
So the kid that that put forth this uh, motion to county council is a dues-paying uh, UCP member, obviously. No shit. Uh, is a card-carrying Freedom Party member. No shit. Derek's party and a card-carrying um, People's Party. People's Party member. Mm, cool. So given, but given how much of the popular vote Derek got, you have to imagine that he knows <laughs> this, and that it's his old seat that this kid also operates in you have to imagine that they know each other probably uh and do you know what they're claiming the drop dead date for this like vote on independence would be what Derek? you know it would be alberta independence day mm. Derek's birthday cool <laughs> it's very cool no 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 never mind he, anyway has he blocked you be, again yet nope not yet he cool. won't wants that five bucks is that yeah, a I'm renewing get, thing? I don't know. I'm kind of getting bored. I might stop. Yeah. It's not as much fun as I wanted it to be. It never is. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm really trying to take that a more Zen approach to social media again. Cause like in the moment your blood is up and it's like, yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. I'm skewering you. And then it's like, I don't feel good. Yeah. It's like almost every time I've lost my, it's like it's somebody. designed to make you angry. Well, no, even like in person though, it's like almost every time that I lose my temper on somebody, I don't feel good about it. Uh, at least very rarely do I, you know, like that time in downtown a couple weeks ago where the guy in the gigantic pickup truck was completely blocking a crosswalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, this was something I shared in a group chat. Yeah. I, like in hindsight, it was Stephen Ab, So technically I could go around, but like people wait at the crosswalk and had to go around. And I was like, you didn't actually gain more than like 10 seconds here. So I, all I did was flip him off as I walked by because he had his windows open when he was yeah. looking at me. And I'm half half the way down the block, and I've got like a podcast or music or something on. So he was loud that I heard him over this because I'm not looking in his direction. No. And I hear him screaming, "Gunt!" <laughs> the things <laughs> that people scream in rage. And I was like, "This is <laughs> this was just like your stereotype: a big black pickup truck, some dude who works in downtown. He doesn't need what this. measure of." facial hair not, are we not much no I like we're talking about mustache clean or? shaven i think oh. gray hair though so probably like late 40s early okay. 50s i didn't get a good look i was just like you know fuck you man yeah. i didn't even say anything i just flipped him off when yeah. i caught his eye um but i i, I felt bad because <laughs> i never feel good when i do that it i have to just assume particularly in alberta <laughs> particularly if you're in a big pickup truck i know yeah. you're gonna be an asshole unless you're a trades guy you're gonna be an asshole because you've got your big tonka truck and yeah. you feel like a big boy, yep. and you're going to behave it's like It's your big it. boy toy. You're a big boy. So I'm not going to accomplish anything other than pissing him off and making myself yep. feel angry by flipping him off. However, when his only retort was to scream cunt at me, and again, not a British guy. <laughs> I don't care if you are. Uh, I just, that, that actually kind of redeemed that because it was like, oh, that's funny. That's the best you could come up with. I infuriated you. Yeah, I ruined your day. And that's that's I'm all never you got. Gonna, well, I mean, I was like, I'm never going to talk talk about you again, but we're talking about him now. So I, I mean, I won't again. But imagine this. how much real estate you took up in his head. Oh, he was he was <laughs> steaming the whole. He told way other home. people about this guy who flipped him off, and he gave him what for. <laughs> and meantime, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. He I told just got, I got my blood up, and then he did that. And I was like, oh, this is a fun story. Yeah, he told his wife about. That I ruined shit. that guy's day. <laughs> uh, I was driving somewhere. I like I'm. So I don't know the city super well just yet, and I'm like, sometimes I'm a little... Yeah, well, you haven't lived here in a long time. Exactly, and and it, it's, it's just, it's different, so I'm getting used to how different it is. Uh, and I don't know what I did to this guy, but he barrels, I, and I'm on some trail going mm. somewhere, because it's like a one... I don't know Calgary yeah, exactly. at all. Uh, and the guy is like, he's driving a vehicle that has the steering wheel on the other side, on the right side of the car. Oh, so he's got a British car. Yes, exactly. Or one of the rare other countries that does that. Yeah. India? And I look over at him and he's and he's like barking at me. And I like I kinda look again and I get like you need to learn how to drive. <laughs> so and he's what I fucking I didn't do anything. Like <laughs> and he barrels up past me and I like, okay, so, and I for some reason get around her. I end up like in the lane like a lane opens up next to him and i get into it and i go to turn off and i'm like i'm gonna catch him and i barrel up to him and he looks at me and he glowers and i just like i put on the biggest shit-eating grin i'm like hi i wave at him oh see that's the better way to go about it (laughs) i don't always do that i don't always do that and sometimes i'm a very angry person in traffic it's hard not to be sometimes Uh, but but the rare moment where like some guy barks at me and i was like you know what fuck it 
Hey, yeah, good for you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> probably helps that you didn't know what it was he was mad. No, about. no idea what he was mad about. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, you have fun, pal. When my dad still lived in that that hood, yeah. What was it? There was a guy who I think was like riding my dad's bumper going down 170th. Uh, and this was back when I, after I moved out, but when they still lived out there. So he came to pick me up for like Sunday dinner. <clears throat> and uh, I think that was it. I forgot what the exact specifics were, but I, if I remember correctly, I think it was that this guy was riding dad's bumper. And so dad got the chance to pass him and he did. And then he went down to like 25. And like in front of him and then slowed down. No, it was the other way around. I think not that dad was riding his bumper, but this guy like got in front of him and was go- I, something like that yeah. anyways. Being but, aggressive and then not being guy, aggressive once you get around the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some circumstance of that. I think the other guy was in the wrong genuinely, but dad was being passive aggressive about it. Yeah, I'm well familiar. And so we turn left onto Wani Andy and we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. And then we realize as we pull into uh, Wilson Lane that this is somebody visiting the guys across the street from us. Nice. <laughs> it's like, oh, my dad, as we're getting closer, he's like, he's not turning off. He's, 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 he's uh, not, he's not, oh no. <laughs> and you know, like I've, I've had my profoundly angry pedestrian phase since then. So I can't say that I learned specifically from that, but I do think back to that a lot yeah. and go like, I am nowhere like nine times out of 10 being like passive aggressive and angry. It everybody feels anywhere. worse. Yeah. 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 I'll, like one of my favorite things to yell from the car seat is, oh, figure it out. Fuck. <laughs> You got a piece of paper that says you're supposed to be competent at this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even just in terms of like transit, I have a hard time not being that guy who flips out when there's like some little dipshit in the middle of three rows. There was a guy on the bus a month or so ago, uh, middle seat of the three in yeah. the front, has his fucking skateboard across You told the story on the podcast. Did I? Yeah. Okay. So that kind of thing. I have a hard time not reacting to that, but I've also got, I'm trying to wean myself out of the habit of being like really aggressive. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, what, I know exactly what you I'm mean. I'm just like, I, I did this yesterday, day before yesterday, no, yesterday even, I was on the bus and some lady had her coat halfway across the seat beside her and I just sat down on it. I didn't get angry or anything. I mean, I was probably not a happy presence yeah. next to her. You're not a, a well, a well like, of positive energy. Hi. No. I, How's your day going? I plopped down on it and she had to pull her coat out from under my ass. And that was as far as it went. I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't say anything, but huh. it was like, I'm not letting you occupy this whole bench. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Make room for people on, on the bus, man. My, the one that always used to get me was the people who would, uh, yeah, the, uh, the peach. Oh, yeah. Do you mind if we split that? No, no, not at all. I've actually been looking forward to that coming out again. I like yeah, the Julia. Yeah. Um, what was I on about? Oh, guys that would like play their music on their iPhone speaker. I still, <laughs> I have actually gotten into shouting matches on the bus about that. So, like, shockingly to me, at at least half of those occasions, I'm the bad well, guy. It's always metal, and like of the, all the music oh, that's going to sound. Hip hop. Oh, with really? Me. When I. It, when I would notice it, it was always people blasting metal. Like hmm. The one music that sounds worse. Hip-hop's pretty bad from halfway across the bus on an iPhone speaker. So we got like 15 minutes. Left? Of reasonable space, yeah. All right. Um, so we're making our triumphant return. And I like we talked about this last time, but you and I also talked about it in, in maybe the group chat. Like We hmm. seem to take like two months off every year where yeah. we just don't do anything and instead of stressing out about not doing it i've decided to just embrace it when we have a, a natural hiatus it'll be a natural y- hiatus yeah uh, it's not planned but like well i've i've like decided i'd rather just like plan to do it oh okay um, that's new yeah you know we're we're in the the season of the rebirth we're coming up on a another spin around the sun for drink this pod uh, i think so. we've already hit it Today's tomorrow. what? The it's tomorrow. What day is today? The 10th? The 11th. No, the 10th. It's two days from now. Okay. Eight years. Seven. No, it was eight, seven last year. No, it was six last year. No, because we did this a year after I moved out. Oh, no, I guess you're right. That would be seven then. So that's seven is years. It? Yeah. So it's a year after I moved out. Yeah, I guess that'd be 2012. So seven years. Never mind. You're right. I thought it was eight. Well, seven. Hmm. But still, more of a decade than, than last. Not. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, a hot minute. Yeah. It's a while. It's a time. Uh, but so what I've decided is that we're going to embrace the Because it's always at the same time. For one reason or another, it's always been 
between August and like early November. Yeah. We they, usually end up coming back around the anniversary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we usually go away kind of towards the end of summer and like take the fall off. So I'm just going to embrace it. So from like mid August to early November, we're going to take hiatus. We're going to call it the season end or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll embrace mark- the daily zeitgeist season thing. Oh, do they do a season? Well, I- they, they do weekly seasons. <laughs> you, you haven't ever noticed no, that before? No, I haven't. Well, I'll do that off air because it, but. Well, no, fuck it. We're talking about other podcasts. We yeah. I, I actually genuinely think with the amount of like enthusiasm that Jack puts into the intro, because everyone, that's welcome to season 107, episode two of, and then he shouts, they're daily zeitgeist. Yeah. That's so this, it took me like a couple weeks to clue in, but the seasons are weekly. It's season one oh whatever now. I think they're into 108 or 109 this week. So they do it for two years? Uh, yeah. Something like that. They actually, they, they didn't know the count, but uh, I think one of the producers actually put in a like episode 500 and something. So they've done almost every day for yeah. every weekday for the past however many years. <laughs> Probably a little more than actually. Cause <coughs> well, they do a weekly recap, don't they? Yeah, but they don't count those as part of the. I know, but they episode. do do a like. Sunday, the weekly zeitgeist. How long is it? Never listened to okay. it. I listen to the daily episodes. Yeah. I don't need to listen to it again. It's like some of the Let's Play shows I watch. They do a, a weekly compilation episode. Mm. And it's like, well, I watched all of these. I don't need a compilation. Like, I, I so I have time <clears> in my <throat> podcast schedule because the daily baseball podcast I listen to is obviously over for the season. Right. Uh, so I have an hour in my day, <laughs> um, or in my podcast day. But uh, I will say I learned about a website that catalogs the caffeine content in all drinks that they have access to from that show. Yeah, that was cool. Right. I, I I don't listen closely enough to. <coughs> to know my, like i know they have their weird like <coughs> AKA. No, this, this was just a digression oh okay this was a thing they were talking about and jack was like do you guys not know about caffeinecontent.com oh there's a website for that <laughs> oh, it's nice. great um so we're gonna embrace some ideas we've been toying around for a little bit and like this gives us like a start and an end to like well, we decide talk- what we want to do with the show, and it gives us a, a, a space to play with and decide. Like this year, we'd like to do X and Y with. Well, the we've show. talked before about how there's sort of like various different like arcs within the, the yeah. run of this, um, and I sort of feel like that would be a good way. Now that like you didn't tell me this before two minutes ago, but I I dig it because also we've been talking about trying to do some different stuff, and I uh, one of the things that uh, I have noticed from getting way more into podcasts in the last few months. Actually, I think it was a quick question that we're talking about this, where they apparently like recorded like show. they recorded like nine pilot episodes that never made it to air because yeah. they just couldn't get it to work. Whatever you know, they they weren't getting the right concept, they weren't getting the right rhythm, and I feel like we would benefit from that if we want to try and do something different. Because you know, there's a couple things we've tried that never made it to air because yep. it was bad. It was terrible. There <laughs> so, have been some <clears> episodes <throat> we've tried to record. And I'm just like, this is not good. Um, but we've been talking again since I've also been uh, mostly just to support our pal Brandon. Um, friend of the show and group chat member mm-hmm. but i've been actually buying graphic novels lately um not a ton because they're fucking expensive yeah they're not, not cheap it's not really my medium but he's nailed a couple of them that i really enjoyed they're on my display bookcase now mm. uh which is matt knows how many books i have that's yeah. saying something yep <laughs> so, what have you been reading uh east of west mostly oh, okay uh, I've read all but the last uh, uh trade which is going to come out sometime in the spring because there's like i think he said four additions left the last of which is going to be massive and free because the dude who writes that is awesome oh nice <clears throat> yeah it's apparently going to be like a, a quintuple sized uh free last concluding edition because he owns the rights to it nice just like cool yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> that's still gonna, great i'm still gonna buy the the 10th collected trade paperback but like if it's a longer than normal one i'm cool with that too yeah uh so i really enjoyed that i'm gonna try and get back into sandman i really enjoyed william gibson's archangel Okay. Mind you, that was I, I went through a William Gibson thing where I read all of his discography or not discography, uh, bibliography, uh, and I was out and I was like, "Hey," I texted Brandon, "Like, hey, I, I like William Gibson. Would I enjoy this?" And he's like, "If you like his stuff, you probably will." And I was like, "I did." Okay. <coughs> uh, and I bought um, Bourdain's Hungry Ghosts too, the one he did. I didn't know he did one. Yeah, he did like a ghost ghost stories about like. It was based on Japanese folklore. Oh, neat. Yeah. I'll loan it to you sometime. Yeah, that'd be great. Read. I would like to read that. Uh, so we're, we're talking about maybe doing, trying to re- like resurrect or something around. I'd still probably call it Sandemonium, but Sandemonium. not just Sandman. Just because it's a good name. Yeah, it is a good name. <clears throat> uh, maybe just as like a segment or as a, a recurring thing. And I, I've actually really enjoyed a couple of We Just Watched podcasts that are part of some, some of the Yeah, which lineups. is something we've done in the past. Yeah, DDP Watches. So, oh, so we're going to... Try and resurrect a kind of comic booky idea with Brandon. 
uh, <clears throat> like I'm assuming he would be involved in that. Yeah, I would assume as much. <laughs> I know Brandon. He, he's, yeah. Are you involved in that? Shout out to us. I know we've at least had some like very basic discussions about You're him. a busy business owner. <laughs> Do you want to waste time on a free podcast? Well, he has, I mean, he, he has sort of hinted that he might be interested in sponsoring that in some capacity. Oh, monetization. Which, I mean, I would say, give us a copy, since we live in the same city now, mm-hmm. whatever it is we're going to talk about, and we'll yeah. do products and services at every possible opportunity to hype up Variant, because it's a cool store. And I'm Services. Yeah. Aside, really dig that Billy Wayne's become Robert's just like sidekick. Yeah. Where every, like, they've got a whole thing now, where he does the, uh, you know, Robert, products and services. Services. They also did uh, the first Behind the Bastards live ever with him. I heard about that, but it's that not out cool. yet, right? No. They okay. recorded it a couple weeks ago. He did the, uh, I think it was the Ma Barker episode the day after that. Because <laughs> he <laughs> well, was. Well, run for the hills, Ma Barker. I don't know if you've listened to that one yet yeah. or not. He's hung over as fuck and he's like, people just kept giving me free food and drink. <laughs> what am I going to do? Say no. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we're. You know, we're try- we're spinning. We've got some irons in the fire. We're gonna try doing some more. Uh, we've in the past, uh, most notably, gone to see the Star last Wars. A Star Wars movie, and then immediately talked about it. We're probably gonna do that again. We'll probably, yeah, well, maybe a little bit later than well, most. I think you said you wanted a third. Yeah, I want somebody that. else to go for that. Go with that. Well, I mean, do, who do we know here? I'm not going to be a good guest wrangler for a while. The only person I can think of is the lady I'm friends with at work, and I we haven't really hung out much, so I don't know if she'd want to go and do that. Yeah. All right, we'll figure. We'll we got time. We'll we'll figure somebody. But I mean, we're, we we could also just put out a call to the beer rep community. That's true. Sam. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if he cares about that kind of shit. Though I I feel like the fact he never responded by clapback on Facebook oh, was no. telling. Sam. I really wanted him to reply to that. I know he's good at ball busting. I'm like you. You never invite me on anymore. To which my reply was, "You used to bring us beer." That was he great. Just, yeah, but you just bested him. Like he can't, he can't get up on you. So it's just the interaction over. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it, Sam? I wanted some. I wanted a bit of clapback on that. I was proud of that one. Uh. Anyway, we'll find somebody for yeah. that. We're gonna we're gonna resurrect that concept. I also have gotten into the notion of rewatching a couple of things that I know Paul has not seen. Mm-hmm. Uh. So we're gonna toy around with that idea this season. Try uh try and resurrect an old good idea that maybe we were too ambitious with <laughs> what do we want to call this season seven yeah i usually break I mean, them down by year it's technically not by year but like because some, some of our arcs have spanned like we had me on for about two years year and a half year and a half and paul was definitely a couple of years yeah he was supposed to be here today but then we couldn't find yeah. the right deck i don't have i don't know where my adapters are or my <clears throat> my carrying case Yeesh. it's probably in edmonton it's in Edmonton. Moving sucks. Yeah, moving's garbage. And I'm going to have to do it again in a few months. No. Well, not out of the city. I'm just yeah. I'm moving to Kensington. Oh, you are? I'm absolutely in a couple. And, like, my lease is up in March. <clears throat> it may not happen in March because I don't make a lot of money, but mm-hmm. I should also get a fairly hefty tax return in April. And I'm not moving my shit myself. I'm done with that. I I'm just decided I have enough back problems. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But since it's within city... I figure if I can get my books packed up, which is the bulk of my stuff. Yeah. And then you can I, get it done by distance. I'm well. I'm just gonna pay somebody to come in and do yeah. it with my tax return because that's not gonna cost me more than seven or eight hundred bucks. I don't think. Depending on how far you're going. <clears throat> Kensington. I want to move to Kensington. No, I realize that. It's just like just spending on the specific distance. Yeah. Uh, not that far. I mean, I I doubt I doubt it'll be more than a thousand bucks. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, the, it cost me like twenty eight hundred to move from Edmonton to Calgary. So like. Yeah, that's what it costs us too. <clears throat> I figure it's probably going to be uh, noticeably less than that. Yeah. What didn't what what Kelsey's work didn't cover uh, <clears throat> essentially worked out to the cost of our new couch, so we hmm. just it was a wash. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, moving moving is garbage. Yeah, moving is terrible. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we'll find somebody to to jump on that with us. So we look for fun and exciting things in the new season of Drink this Drink podcast season, season seven let's just go you with know season seven. i've heard it said that you can tell how great an idea is by how I, by how excited the hosts of the show sound to do it i'm feeling kind of excited i'm pumped i am jazzed i also uh still want to try and loop in some of the idea of maybe doing some let's play stuff or at least commentary on video game well we'll have <clears> to get ourselves a couple of copies of outer world so we can do that that's a good point uh and also, my friend's husband is still, last I talked to him, keen on the idea of doing some Soulsborne stuff. Okay. 
so, you know, there's, there's ideas. Well, welcome back. Drink this podcast. Exciting things coming at you. 2020. Which will hopefully not be our worst year ever. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. The world's on fire, people. Do what you love. Uh, <laughs> um, and in this case, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> we have a backup plan. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. It involves... A lot of substances. <laughs> and... Uh, Mountains worth, even. And oceans. Oceans and mountains. Ba- bathtub and, and... Yeah, no. Anyways. You got a sad one that's over? I did, and I've completely forgotten what it was. Okay. Uh, no, I remember. Uh, okay, go. 30 kind, seconds. Kind, well, Jesus. I, I don't... I need more time. You're wasting time! <laughs> uh, sort of sad when it's over. I, I reread a novel recently um, that I have not read in about 20 years, which I think is only very... If it's at all related, but it's very tangential to the Stargate uh, movie and much, much less so to the spinoff TV shows. But it was a novel called Stargate, published in 1984 by a lady named Pauline Gedge, who's best known for doing uh, like ancient Egyptian historical fiction and stuff like that. Uh, I really dug it when I was a kid. I have a very tattered paperback copy that's falling apart, and I managed to get it an ebook, which is why I decided nice. to reread it. <clears throat> the library had it. Um, and it both did and did not hold up. Uh, in the. Huh. The first 65% of it is a series of kind of related, like, fall from grace narratives in okay. a, a fantasy sci-fi setting. Fun. Which is, like, really interesting. The world she's created is really compelling. And I think part of why this, like, held such a place in my memory from when I was, like, 10 and I first read it. You can move that chair, you know. I, know. <laughs> I could just not wave, wave my arms around like a fucking <clears throat> weirdo. It was like a, a fairly interesting, and I think particularly for '84 standards, original concept, which is it's at the very end of like a, an arc. But it was that uh, at the beginning of time, there was a thousand like sun lords who were tied yeah. to their sons, and uh, the the creature, the, the world maker who had created all of them, like turned to evil and tried to corrupt them all. And it was the last like six by the time the story starts, and it's uh, the the fall of like four of them, and then it switches over to being uh, on one of these fallen worlds. Huh. And it's two different novels is what it really is. Right. The, the, Mashed the, together. And I get why she did it the way that she did it. It's not a good novel, but it's really well written and it's really interesting world building. It's just that like right. the ending of it should have been the, like the, the scare quotes myth, like mythology part where like, <clears throat> you know, the, the evil creature or evil force of evil in the, the world is like pushed back out of this gate by a lady burning out one of her stars and turning into like a walking sun. Like it's, it's, um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. It, it. It's a very, like, climactic ending. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the back very, end of it. You shall not pass. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, except that then the, the back, like, third <laughs> of it. it just goes on? Well, the back third of it is, like, well, okay, so it's now, like, a thousand years later, and the last remaining Sun Lord has gone, like, undercover as a mortal to try and figure out this mystery that popped up. And it ends really anticlimactically. And it's like, oh, oh. That, so that's it then? Cool, I guess. <laughs> so good world, world building to a point. What it should have, I, like, I get that she did the first bit of it to inform the latter, but what it reads to me is that the latter bit was a novel she wanted to write, and then she created this whole big mythology and was like, oh, that's cool, I want to tell this. Yeah, and, and then, then wrote this mystery novel? Uh, well, not even a mystery. It was like, there's a, a, a thing that shouldn't be able to happen, and then the guy goes, like, undercover to try and find it. and then it, Which it, is, like, a very Gaiman-esque concept. Yeah, well, and then it gets wrapped up in, like, one chapter. Uh, there's a, a whole big sprawling thing where, like, he learns the stuff, and there's the stuff, hmm. and... Then it just like gets wrapped up all in a chapter. Everything comes all at once. Oh. And it's like, okay, so you should have spent either more time world building and done the whole thousand, all of them fall yeah. from grace, which would have been cool. Or or just have that as like an appendix. Do the Tolkien route or yeah. like do a prologue. Write another book. Do a prologue where it's just the last one yeah. rather than like the last four of them. Uh, so anyway, it was it was it was fun to read. I'll probably read it again someday. It's not a good novel, but it's really well written, <laughs> and it's compelling. I I want. I mean, this was thirty years, yeah. thirty five years ago. So it won't ever happen. But I want her to go back and write the first part of that mythology. Right. Movie. You want to hear the other part of the? I story. want the Silmarillion of this. Yeah. Book. So like essentially, what I want, what I'm getting out of the Sopranos, you want out of exactly out um, of the Stargate novel, which may or may not have any influence on the right. There's, Speaking of good. Good narrative building. So I've been uh, like, I kind of want to wreck the Watchmen. Uh, three episodes in, <laughs> as of recording, but I I kind of find the show very compelling mm-hmm. uh, in terms of it. It utilizes the universe very well, but also builds its own narrative in a, yeah, in a more compelling way. It. Sounds interesting. Um, I find it very bizarre and well, like it's Watchmen plus thirty. Yeah, essentially, it's it's set now. Yeah, uh, and I like some of it's a little bit. So 
it's very like a comment like in the same way that Watchmen is it's a comment on our times which people seem to be doing a lot but I actually kind of like the way this is situated in that it it's um it's set in a world where Robert Redford is president and he's passed a, a piece of legislation called the Victims of Racial Injustice Act which is essentially allows for reparations if you can prove you're the descendant of some somebody who survived some kind of massacre or horrible atrocity. So I, I read an interview with Wendell off when this dropped a couple weeks yeah. ago. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting and like, eh, he has a mixed track record, but uh, one of the things he said was that they had, they had long, like because Redford uh, potentially running for president is a throwaway line at the end of the original graphic novel. Yeah. And so they just decided they were going to do it. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it was a direct reference to the actual. Well, so the interviewer asked, like, did you not try and get him on the show? And he's like, or, you know, did you ask for his permission or whatever? And he's like, well, we were going to ask him to show up and just do like a couple of like behind the scenes or, you know, like background stuff. But right when we started like filming was when he announced he was retiring from acting. Oh, really? And so rather than go and ask him like, would you come out? To would work? you would you come out of retirement, which as Lindelof put it, seemed pretty arrogant or like, you know, ask him for his permission to use him. We just went and did it. Nice. So he's never heard of us. <laughs> It's it's very good. It's got a like it does a very good job of uh, of I think kind of utilizing certain aspects of the original and building its completely own world. So right. like a vigilante group of guys who have co-opted Rorschach's image. Right, they had a very like clanny name. Yeah, the 7th Cavalry is what yeah. they're called. And they they read a book called the Rorschach Journal which <laughs> like after listening to enough behind the bastards the what's the book? The Turner Diaries. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the which Turner is Diaries. exactly what I like oh so this is their version of the So some of it does feel a little on the nose but the way the way they structure the broader politics of the world. I've always really appreciated and I find um, that lots, like other versions of continuations of the Watchmen story uh, have kind of sucked at doing is nailing down that Adrian Veet's probably an idiot. Uh, It's a a similar concept in Star Trek, right? Like uh, the Vulcans noticed you had warp technology. So once you knew there was other life out there, you stopped fighting each other, which is stupid. Like that will never happen. That will never, 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 never happen. Like human beings will never band together against a common enemy for long enough to form a utopian post-scarcity society. I mean, shit, even just the Behind the Bastards reference, I think there was one with Billy Wayne where it's like, we're either going to fuck him or we're going to murder him. Yeah, exactly. Or some combination of the three. And I think Robert's like, well, I'll volunteer to go and get space Mm -hmm. herpes. Who wouldn't want to fuck an alien? So how you play with that, like the the entire end of the Watchmen is that society is fixed, right? Yeah. Like, and Ro- I guess like Rorschach tries to throw the wrench. Like the leaving of the diary is supposed to fuck that all up, which <laughs> I guess it kind of does. But how they they play on that, right? Because like, of course that's not true. That would never happen. Um, so I, I just I enjoy the way that they're dealing with that. Oh, uh, but what I find weird about it, so Lori, the Silk Spectre is mm-hmm. a character. She's a uh, I guess I should have said spoiler a long time ago. Anyway. I think we did say spoilers, didn't we? Uh, not for this. <laughs> it's airing now. If you are listening to this and you don't yeah. know that there might and be that's, Watchmen spoilers. That's not a spoiler. Like, they do tell you that. Spoilers uh, so for Watchmen. Spoilers from this wee, point forward. Wee, wee. Uh, because, it, it, like, it is a reveal, but it's not inherently a spoiler. So <laughs> Skip the rest of this episode. Yeah, just, you're done. Bye. Bye. Fuck off. Um, we want to just spoil the Watchmen. So she plays. Uh, she is now operates as Lori Blake, and she's an FBI agent who's mm-hmm. on the anti anti vigilante task force. So she essentially stages fake fake bank robberies to bust vigilantes, mm. uh, and she's very like very much against them. Uh, but what I find fucked up is that she took her rapist father's last name. Oh yeah, right. So maybe there's something in the canon that I missed or that I'm not, but like, I'm right about that. Right. Like she, she was born because he raped her mother. Now that you, well, there was a complicated relationship there to begin with though, because the mom kind of stayed with him after that, uh, which is, I mean, abuse narratives, like it's not, not victim blaming just to like, that's fucked up. Um, now that you say this though, there was another thing I was reading around the time that the first episode dropped where I was saying that, uh, she was kind of taking a comedian role like that her dad's like as a like embittered yeah and she is violent like so i've only seen she's only been in one episode so far right but the uh, taking that last name was a, a like 
uh, uh, symbolic gesture of like, you know, the ends justify the means and I'm just going to shoot people for the fuck of it. Uh, she kind of does. <clears throat> like uh, right away, she the guy who she's trying to arrest with her fake bank robbery turns to run. She shoots him in the back. Um, Which is a very the comedian thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Good point. And then uh, there's a scene. So uh, Don Johnson's character, uh, Judd Crawford, he's the chief of police in Tulsa. Right. The Tulsa. You should all watch The Watchmen. It's very good. My name has been Matt. This has been Drink This Podcast. I'm just, I just want to talk to Paul about The Watchmen now, okay. and that's not necessarily compelling audio. And okay. we're like an hour in. We're, we're about an hour in. Matt is trying to save himself from having to cut too much. This has been Drink This Podcast. You can find Matt on all the socials at Slingsbot. Yep, there you go. Uh, you can find me at Igor Zarubo. The show is drink at Drink This Pod. Uh, we have a Patreon. You shouldn't give us money. Uh, that's not a bit. I'm, I know a lot of shitty podcasts. Yeah. You really shouldn't. We don't. Yeah, we're not good enough to warrant your money, but it, it's there if you if, if you, you really feel to, like I, it. I think we got our hosting fees covered. Oh shit! The other thing we want to talk about, or you want to talk about? Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, if you have an idea for a podcast and you rec- can record it and you want to host it somewhere without having to worry about signing up for things, or you just <clears> want to try something out, Screaming Action Studios is open to you. We are, uh, Matt has decided he wants to look into the idea of providing a home for wayward podcasts. Yeah. So if, if you want to experience, podcasting is fun. And if you think it's something you want to try, no one can stop you. And in fact, I'm going to help you free for nothing. Yeah. Um, so if you want a place to park your podcast, to give it a try, this is a Get place you can do that. We'll, our DMs are open. Yeah. Um, uh, only what? We had four r- rules we came up with. No Nazis. No Nazis. No mediums. <clears throat> no grifters. No, no grifters. So no brain pills. If you want to pay us to promote your brain pills, sure. Sure. But no, we're not. We're not giving you a platform for that. Yeah. Uh, but just like it's, it's not about monetizing. Like this isn't about advertising or promotion. Or it's just a place to. We're put not going to pay you. Yeah. But if you want to put your shit online somewhere and you don't want to have to pay for it, you can do that here. Hit Matt up. Uh, and we'll we'll help you out. Because um, podcasting is fun. People should do it. Uh, until next time, I have been Matt. Up and Paul. And we'll drink with you again soon. Bye. Screaming Dachshund Studios. Big old dicks.